Bruce Hilliard here with the Better Each Day podcast. Please stay tuned. Make it better, stay in Today's guest, Jamie Thurston, is the founder of one of the most incredibly focused charitable organizations I know called 52 Lives. And I hesitate to call it a charity. It's more of a philanthropic cause in that it provides help for people to help themselves. The 52 Lives process directly defines a problem and a recipient via third party and based on contributions fulfills the need. Jamie says the most important thing we can learn about being kind doesn't have to be about making grand gestures or spending a lot of money or even setting up your own charity. That's not what changes the world. Doing something, no matter how small, to help another human being is what makes big changes. In her book, Kindness, Little Things That Matter Most, she shares 52 ideas, one for every week of the year, for sharing more kindness because she says kindness is essential for our collective well-being. To me, Practicing being good at anything requires repetition, like strengthening a muscle, or in this case, a mindset. And kindness actually breeds kindness. Jamie was on the show about two years ago, and we talked about 52 Lies, what it means, and her book, Kindness, The Little Things That Matter Most. So, here to tell you more about 52 Lies, recorded via Skype from England, Jamie Thurston. But sometimes I have to borrow my kids' headphones to make it work. <laughs> I've got some kind of Batman headphones that I wear sometimes for calls now. Batman? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really need to get some grown-up ones. It's only since the lockdown where I've had to do kind of more, um, more uh, calls and things. Uh, and uh, I'm jealous. Yeah. I want the Batman ones. <laughs> <laughs> I try and use them when it's audio only, whereas people can't really take you seriously if it's on video. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't see it, and uh, it's a good thing that you can't see me because I just got up and I'm wearing my Rocky Balboa gray sweats. <laughs> Rock, I'm Rocky One today. And that's the good thing about Zoom and Skype, isn't it? I normally have my pajama bottoms on the bottom and, and some kind of work-related <laughs> clothes on the top. Have you, uh, during the lockdown and everything, been getting up and dressing every day? or? Um, I do now because one of my children has gone back to school. Oh, really? Uh, uh, yeah, three year groups of reception and year one and year six have gone back at the moment. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, there didn't, just didn't seem to be much point. Although we... We, we always made the kids go out for a walk each day, so that kind of made me get dressed. <laughs> That's a good thing, yeah. I've been working out and stuff. I used to, used to go to the YMCA, the gym here, all the time, and that's what I miss more than anything, really. But, yeah. And it kind of doesn't matter what day of the week it is. And I got to think, when in my life didn't it matter what day of the week it was? And I thought, mm, when I was three years old. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? I mean, my one of my my... My middle child, who's nine, his year group is not back at school. And so he's he's a bit sad because his sister's gone back and he wants to see his friends and things. But um, I was trying to say that to him. I was like, you know, how many times in your life, in your school life, are you going to get to do this? Just, you know, be at home and and hang out and not really have, you know, he's got some schoolwork to do. But I said, it's, it's just, it's hard, but try and see it as... I don't know, a bit of an adventure. Like it's just not, it's hopefully not going to happen again in there. Yeah. I think that's the best way to look at anything good, bad, or indifferent. It's, it's kind of past. It's an adventure and, and have fun with it as much as you can. Yeah. But yeah, I was, um, I, I just want to like a couple minutes of your time because I was thinking about you and if anybody that kind of fits this scenario as somebody that's kind of already doing what you already do. Could you refresh listeners as to what 52 Lives is all about? 
Yeah, sure. Um, so 52 Lives, um, we are a charity that helps to change someone's life every week um, and spread a bit of kindness. Um, and we also run kindness workshops in primary schools as well. So you started about a year before I started the podcast, I think, because you are currently on like case number 246 or something like that. We are. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, I'm on episode like 145. So you're about a year ahead of me, I think, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I do weekly too. How many people does it take to do what you're doing? Do you have a large team or is it just you? How do you do it? No, it's um, it's me. And I also have um, Lou, who does our admin two days a week. And um, Greg runs our school workshops. That's my husband. Um, that's two days a week. So that's it, really. It's funny. I get, um, I mean, I quite like sometimes that we come across as a bigger organization than we are. We, we certainly have a lot of supporters. But um, yeah, in terms of resources, um, it's just a few of us. But, you know, it's funny. I get, you know, I get letters and phone calls and things from people asking um, you know, to speak to our IT department and to speak to our marketing department. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that's me. That's, yeah. me. Yeah. that's me. I want to go directly to the top. I want to talk to the CEO, <laughs> Jamie Thurston. So have you, I, I don't imagine it's gotten a lot busier, but I think it's probably more concentrated on the COVID situation than anything now, because I think there's, there are always people that need a helping hand, but. Um, yeah, it's been really busy. It's been really, really busy. I mean, all in good ways, but we were quite lucky. We had, um, a big donation from our corporate partner, Gala Bingo. Um, just when the COVID pandemic hit, they wanted to do more to help. So they donated, um, 52,000 pounds to us, wow. which is wow. incredible for us to use. Um, they just said they knew there's going to be more people in need. And they wanted us to use that to help people. So we have been able to do so much more. So as well as the people we're helping weekly, we were able to use this money to find more people who need help and more groups of people. So we've, yeah, we've helped hundreds of people with that. It's been, it's been incredible, um, which was wonderful, but it did make it incredibly busy um, during a time when I was, you know, homeschooling three kids as well. So it's been quite a juggle, but um, you know, so many charities are in really difficult positions with their funding. So I'm definitely not complaining about being given <laughs> a big batch of funding to. to That's amazing, and yeah, I think they directed it well too. I think what you're doing is is very focused. Yeah, I and mean, the other thing that we've been doing actually is um, because you know we we normally go into schools to run kindness workshops, and it it felt that it was still really important, or probably more important than ever, to keep doing that. But um, we were trying to find ways of how that would work, and because um, obviously schools are closed. And it's actually worked out incredibly well because it forced us to adapt and to think about new ways of working. So we've been doing YouTube live um, kindness workshops. Um, we started off just doing it for primary schools. So the teachers would send the link to their students at home and we would do virtual workshops. But we also then realized that we could open them up to the public. We could open them up to any child that wanted to take part. So we've been doing public kindness workshops for children as well. Um, and that's something we never would have considered doing before covid um, and it's something we're going to keep doing after life goes back to normal again. Um, and, you know, it meant we could work with schools. We, we've worked with schools in, you know, in Mallorca. We've had requests from schools in Australia, which, you know, we never would have been able to do before. You originally started in Australia, didn't you? I did, yeah. I'm from Australia originally. And I was back there um, a few years ago, just living for a year, just so I could spend some more time with my family. And it was while I was there that, that I started it. I don't know anything about Australia, but it seems like all the animals down there want to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? When I, I think growing up there, 
it was just part of life. I never really thought about it that much. There was just, you know, if you saw a brown snake, you stayed quite far away. If you saw that kind of snake, it wasn't as bad. It was just kind of, you just kind of got used to it. But having been away there and, and being in the UK for a while, when I go back to visit, I am much more aware, I think, of how many things there can kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that my daughter went to school there for a little while. I remember she was in reception and during the um, her kind of little induction, they they just mentioned really casually, you know, if, if there's a snake in the playground, um, oh, just man. stay stay fairly still, maybe back away, a, a groundsman will come and get rid of that. And my daughter looked at me and I had to say, oh, they're only joking, sweetheart, don't worry about it. Because I thought she would never come to this school if she thinks there's going to be snakes in the playground. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you just got used to it. And, you know, I, I lived in the UK for quite a long time before I stopped, you know, shaking my shoes out and things in the morning to make sure there's nothing in them. Oh, man, it sounds like a, a bad part of a Indiana Jones movie or something. <laughs> so what case are you currently working on? Um, this week, we've been helping a family who, gosh, they're just in a really difficult situation. The, mo the mom has um, mental health issues, and she's cared for by the dad, and they've got four young children. Um, one of the children has autism, and... At the, their social worker nominated them actually, and she said at the moment they're just they're not getting the benefits that they're entitled to. They're not getting the, the kind of welfare benefits they're entitled to. Um, I think because they weren't aware of some of the things that they could get, um, and that they they really need help to fill out paperwork and things. So at the moment nobody can go and help them. So they're they're trying to homeschool their children. They don't have any internet access. They don't have any computers. They don't have many books or toys. Um, and she said they're just under a lot of strain and, and finding it really hard. So we were just trying to make sure they could, the kids could get some computers and books so they could do their schoolwork. And my goodness, we've, I think we doubled the target we needed um, within about a day. And um, the, the children were on a broken beds as well. So we've bought them new beds and new computers and internet access. Uh, somebody donated a big pile of new books for them to have. So we've, we've managed to to get everything they needed. And actually we managed to do it within a day, I think it was. That, that, that's one of the incredible things that I've really found during this pandemic. I really was expecting our donations to drop off. I, you know, I know it's a really difficult time for so many people. So I was ready for, you know, for us maybe not to be meeting the targets we were setting each week and to maybe have to be a bit more flexible about what we're asking for. Um, we've had more donations than we've ever had before. Um, we meet the targets usually within a day. It's I, it's just incredible how generous people are being. That is so encouraging to hear that. You know, people are, are stepping up. I'm glad to hear that. Well, I think I, I think when things are really difficult, like, you know, when I guess when the world goes into chaos, if you like, um, you, people start to really focus on what's important. And I think, you know, everything else gets stripped away. All of your normal life gets stripped away. and And we're just left with you know, human connection and, and the things that really matter. So I think people, you know, there's, there's obviously lots of bad things that have come out of this pandemic. Um, and, you know, for, for a lot of families, it's incredibly difficult, especially, you know, we've helped families that are all living in one room and have no garden and, you know, it's, it's awful. I think that there's so much kindness that has emerged all over the world, which is, which is just really encouraging to see. Well, those are the words we needed to hear. So I'm going to let you get back to your afternoon and, uh, <laughs> I want to thank you so much for chatting for a minute. It was I really enjoyed it. Thank you. All right. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
so fine You threw the bombs of dime in your prime Didn't you? People cause everywhere, doll, you're bound to fall You thought that they were all just a Can you? about everybody that was hanging out now you don't talk so loud now you don't seem so proud about having to be scrounging for your next meal how does it feel School's alright, Miss Lonely, but you know you only used to just get juiced in it. Nobody ever taught you how to live out on the streets, and now you're gonna have to get used to it. You say I never compromise to the mystery trap, but now you, you realize. He's not selling me any alibis As you stare into the vacuum of his eyes And you say Hey, do you wanna make a deal? How does it feel?
table The pretty people drink and think in that table They got it made Exchanging our precious gifts You better take that diamond ring And you better You better pawn it, babe You used to be so amused With the pointing and rags and the language you used Well, go to him now, he calls for you, you can't refuse When you ain't got nothing, you got nothing to lose You're invisible now Yeah, I got no secrets to conceal for listening until next time better each day make a better stay in Listening to the Better Each Day Podcast Radio Show with Bruce Hilliard. We'll be back with a new horizon, but until then, honor the future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. And we're all just trying to make the next day a bit better. <laughs>